Welcome to Board Game Top Tens, episode 487, for Saturday, September 15th, 2018. This is the BGG Page Views edition. Board Game Geek was down for probably most of a day uh, earlier this week, and so that hasn't had a natural suppression effect on uh, the page views of many games. I would say in general, uh, with most of a day missing, you'd basically expect, uh, what, about a 14% reduction if a game was hold, holding steady with the same number of page views. So if you see anybody with a little less than 14%, that means maybe they would have had a little gain if the site had been up the entire week. It's a little rule of thumb as we go through. First off, uh, stepping down two spots to number 20 is The Seventh Continent by Ludovic Rudy and Bruno Sauté, published by Sirius Pulp with 10,375. Now, that's a decline of 852, or 7.7%, uh, and uh, about 1,000, maybe 900, less than it was than the number 20 game had last week. Entering at number 19, Machina Arcana by Juraj Bilic, published by Adriama Games, with 10,674, 299 more than The Seventh Continent. Entering at number 18, Western Legends, by R.V. Lamatra, published by Colossal Games, and 10,791, 117 more than Machina Arcana, a 70% increase, more than 4,000 views over last week's total. Climbing from number 21 to number 17, Discworld Ankh-Morpork, by Martin Wallace, published by Mayfair Games, with 10,866, 75 more than Western Legends, a gain of 2.5%. So there, again, if you're supposed to expect a 14% decline, and you see a 2.5% increase, it would have been a more significant increase with the full week available. After being in the top 10 for a few weeks, two weeks ago it was number 7, last week it slipped out to number 11, now down 5 spots to number 16 is Brass Lancashire by Martin Wallace, published by Roxley Games with 10,888, 22 more than Discworld, a decline of 36%, over 6,000 views. That is the largest decline within the top 20. Entering at number 15, Tiny Epic Zombies by Scott Alms, published by Gameland Games, with 11,195, 317 more than Brass. Also falling out of the top 10 a couple of weeks ago, two weeks ago, number 9, last week down to number 12, this week down just two spots to number 14, Spirit Island by R. Eric Roos, published by Fabled Nexus with 13,010 views, almost 2,000 more than Tiny Epic Zombies. So after numbers 16 through 20, we're only separated by 820 views. Now we have a gap of more than double that between 14 and 15. Spirit Island is off 18% from last week. Climbing three spots from number 16 to number 13 is Manitoba by Marco Pranzo and Remo Consadori, published by DLP Games, with 13,456, 446, more than Spirit Island, a 15% gain. Uh, that is the largest gain that we have 
within the top 20. Entering at number 12, The Table is Lava, by James Schock, published by R&R Games, with 14,856, and even 1,400 more than Manitoba. Entering at number 11, Walls of York, by Emiliano Wentu Venturini, published by Cranio, Cranio Creations, 15,458, about 600 more than The Table is Lava. We have three new entries in the top ten this week, and the three games falling out were the three new entries last week. From number eight to number 34, War Chest. From number 10 all the way down to number 85, Vampire the Masquerade Heritage. And from number three all the way out of the top 100, Between Two Castles of Mad King Ludwig. After spending uh, two weeks at number 9, sliding one spot to number 10 is Arkham Horror the Card Game by Nate French and Matthew Newman, published by Fantasy Flight Games with 17,016 views. It's about 1,600 more than Walls of York, so a very comfortable gap between number 10 and number 11, but down 11% from last week. The number 10 spot itself is off also about 900 from last week, as was true with the number 20 spot, which is interesting uh, because that means that it's really only off about 5% from where it was last week, even though there should be a general suppression of 14% in view. So what we actually have is, I think, overall an increase in view totals, which should lead to some spiky uh, gains next week, I would expect. Our first of our three debuts is at number nine, Yggdrasil, by Cedric Lefebvre and Fabrice Rabellino, published by Ludonot, with 17,130, 114 more than Arkham Horror. Yggdrasil is a cooperative game in which players are Viking gods. It was released way back in 2011, currently ranked in the top 700 on Board Game Geek. But the reason it has reappeared is because of there's a small reprint for Essen that was also in the Board Game Geek store, and of course now is sold out. Sliding one spot for the second week in a row, from 6 to 7 to 8, is Scythe by Jamie Stegmeier, published by Stonemeyer Games with 17,737, 607 more than Yggdrasil, down 20% from last week, but this is Scythe's 112th week on the countdown, moving it into sole possession of number two on the most weeks list, passing X-Wing in so doing. Well, how far away is it from the number one spot? I think too far. Uh, Android Netrunner holds that spot, of course. It had 136 weeks in the top ten which means Scythe would need to stick around for almost another six months, and that just seems really unlikely. Our second debut is at number seven, Glory to Rome, by Carl Chudik, published by Cambridge Games Factory, with 20,638, 2,900, so almost 3,000 more than Scythe. Glory to Rome is one of the original games that had the multi-use card idea, it was printed back in 2005 and is currently ranked number 152 on Board Game Geek. 
Glory to Rome has a storied publication history between its original version that had artwork that turned a lot of people off just because it was very cartoony for such a heavy game, and then the fabled black box version in its Kickstarter that had so, so many problems for a Kickstarter. Interest now has been spurred by an article in Ars Technica. After two weeks back up at number four, stepping back to number six is Terraforming Mars by Jacob Fixelius, published by Stronghold Games with 20,900, 262 more than Glory to Rome, a decline of 13% from last week. And our highest debut is at number five, Pandemic Fall of Rome by Matt Leacock and Paolo Mori, published by Z-Man Games with 21,391, 491 more than Terraforming Mars. This is another re-implementation of Pandemic, released in 2008, currently ranked number 74 on BoardGameGeek, and it's set in 5th century Rome. Players are not holding off a disease, but instead holding off the so-called barbarians as they try to invade the uh, formerly biggest empire in the world. Uh, the article, the uh, blurb on Board Game Geek indicates that there are new mechanisms involved, as you might expect, if it's going to be re-implementing the game. Climbing one spot from number five to number four in its second week on the countdown is Nanty Narking by Martin Wallace, published by Phalanx, with 21,427, a mere 36 more than the new Pandemic game, down 10% from last week. Climbing three spots, from number six back up to number three, is Everdell by James A. Wilson, published by Starling Games, with 21,829, 402 more than Nanty Narking, and a, uh, not a gain, a loss, of only 6.5%. So those five games, from number three to number seven, from Everdell down to Glory to Rome, are separated by less than a thousand views. Again, there was a gap of about three thousand between Glory to Rome and Scythe. But from number three all the way down to number twenty is a gap of eleven thousand five hundred or so. The gap from number three to number two is about twelve thousand four hundred. So spanning more distance between three and two than there was between two and twenty. At number two, for the sixth consecutive week, is Gloomhaven by Isaac Childress, published by Cephalofair Games with 34,238. That is a decline of 16%. Bearing in mind, of course, that we would expect, with a day missing, a decline of about 14%, so maybe it would have lost about 2% if it had had its full week available. This is the 15th time Gloomhaven has been the number two game, which moves it into number two on that slot, passing, on that, that slot, on that list, passing Scythe. Ahead of it, as you might expect, is Android Netrunner, which spent 29 weeks at number two. So, if that's any pattern to go by, we may be hearing Gloomhaven's name here at the number two spot for some time to come. Not to say that Netrunner was 29 weeks in a row, but it just kept popping up to number two. However, at number one, for the sixth consecutive week, is Root 
by Cole Wehrle, published by Leader Games, with 51,578. So a 17,000-view gap between Root and Gloomhaven, which uh, really is almost double what it was last week when it was just over 9,000. That's actually a gain for Root of 2.4%, which is really impressive in view of what I've already said about the depressed totals. This makes it the 12th different game to have six or more weeks at number one. So we're already looking at it getting entering rarefied company. And the seventh different game to have six or more consecutive weeks at number one. Uh, based on the current trajectory, I would say Root has every reason to expect to hit that predicted seven-week mark that I mentioned last week for all games that have had five consecutive weeks, they've ended up having at least seven weeks at number one. For Saturday, September 15th, 2018.